Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. It's a very exciting day, exciting week, exciting episode, I think. Well, It's yeah. basically the beginning of the rest of your life. That, <laughs> that level of excitement, frankly. Um, yes. For anybody that didn't see on Instagram, um, I am engaged. Uh, Jared proposed to me on Thursday of last week. I'm still processing the whole thing. I'm very emotional. Before we started recording, I was telling Alexis and Billy about my feelings since it happened. Mm -hmm. And I almost cried again. So it's a whole lot. But you know what? What better way to... We're going to share it with all of our friends. Yeah. All of our friends. That's right. I'm so excited. But before we get into... Well, by the way, this is going to be a whole engagement wedding themed episode. So before we were going to record this, I had actually prepared an entire episode for this week having to do with something that I'm not going to say because it should be a very exciting Mm -hmm. uh, surprise for next week. That was a dark day today, but we're going to go into something that is a little different. So we're going to jump into the dark day right now. Let's jump in. We're going way back to 1641 in the small town of Shagford, in Dartmoor, where a bride was killed on the church steps right after her wedding. Oh, yike. Yes. I mean, well, we are trying to find uh, wedding-related murders or something like or that. Crimes or, or like crimes or anything relating, maybe legislation change, who knows, anything relating that's, you know, semi-topical having to do with matrimony of, of any kind. And this is what we came up with, guys. Yeah. No, it almost sounds like like they had just gotten married. Yeah. They're on the steps. Shot rings out. She's wearing white. Bullet pierces her. Or it might even be a musket. I don't know what, what's... Yeah. Musket. And then, and then a musket. Yeah. And then, like, you know, the red comes over. The husband, and they've been married for five minutes, is cradling her in his arms. And that was it. So who was the culprit? Now, so apparently they were saying that it, it was potentially a former suitor mm. who said like, you know, if, you, if I can't have you, like nobody can have you, you know, th- you know, that kind of thing. Nobody really knows. And there's some people that think that they don't know if it ever actually really happened. 
So is this like an urban legend? All, almost of the town? a little bit, but he, here here's what's interesting. So, uh, so and I'm, we're getting this from the mirror. And if anybody is listening to us from uh, from the British Isles, the mirror is a little suspect. Okay, it's like the <laughs> Inquirer. It's a little like the yes. Inquirer, but they have yeah. some uh. integrity. They have some facts, right? Yeah. Like I was going to say integrity. integrity. Yeah. I mean, they cover Unraveled in the Inquirer, and we were really excited about it. We're yes. going like, to frame it. Yeah, we got a, we got a, we got a whole page Yeah. There. Well, just because it's salacious. I'm like, okay, like, come up. Like, expose my personal. Like, do something. Yeah, yes. Like, this is great. Wait, you did can, they interview you? or they, No, they, they just, just covered did it. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, even better. I know. Yes, That's I know. like yes. not, not even calling the paparazzi no, on yourself. No, I was super fucking pissed. We were on the cover, but they cut off half my face. <laughs> they did. And Amazing. Billy is front and center. And it's like, I'm like the like fucking <laughs> phantom of the opera with half my face. Like, who is she? Amazing. Love yeah, it. Yeah, it felt great. All right. Here, here's <laughs> one of the craziest lines in this entire story. Mary's tomb records that she died, quote, a matron yet a maid. Yes. Oh, God, which, what a fucking cur- feminine curse. Which, I know. Which meant that she was married, but still a virgin. And not consummated. No, it has oh. not consummated. That is such fucking bullshit. Yes. I know. And the fact that she was reduced to those two little things about women is so frustrating, even back then. Yep. Don't like we're always reduced to that shit. Yes. Like we're reduced to tropes. We're reduced to like discriminatory sort of uh, story beats. It's just like it's so fucking boring and cliche. Or also, you're reduced in this case to a myth or a legend now, or a hypothetical knows? banging. Yes. Now apparently this <laughs> a hypothetical bang. All right. So apparently this le- her legacy remains on the stone floor of the church. There's a verse that was carved into the stone floor. And here's what it said. Reader wouldst know Woods. who here is laid. Behold a matron yet made. Uh, a rude. modest look, a pious heart, a merry for the better part. But dry thine eyes, why wilt thou weep? Such damsels do not die, but sleep. Okay. Well, I, listen, as someone who puts a positive spin on anything fucked up um i appreciate the whole aspect of not dying but sleeping that being said like are we really gonna harp on somebody's virginal status Mm -hmm. as a a defining sort of characteristic of their life that's That's what bothers me it's like what about what her interests were what did she do yeah. what anything. Was she, what was she like as All a gal? we literally are putting value on is her is status somebody, as a, yeah, of a virgin or awful. whether she's yeah, a matron yeah, or maid. Yeah. And then you're letting her live in matron slash maid purgatory for all eternity, mm-hmm. carving it into the stone of the church. It's mm-hmm. sort of like... That's not all she was. So, well, number one, I'm like, how everything back in the day was such a riddle. I'm like, you really got to try to figure <laughs> Dude, out. Dude, it's like fucking William Sh- Shakespeare all up in this, like everything. It's how do like, we decipher this? Just say it straight up, yeah. dude. Um, wasn't there some sort of like a curse that was put on the town or something like that with the church? Apparently, yes. But what happens now is that all of the, the newlywed brides actually lay a flower on her tomb before oh. they actually sign the like the wedding certificate as like a good luck or yeah, like well, a, a not good bad luck, luck. Or, a good yeah exactly <laughs> a good luck or like don't kill me luck which is another kind of luck yikes so there you go so there's your uh, dark day that was your, a good dark your, day there's your dark day so um yeah let's talk about getting uh <laughs> getting engaged all right well <laughs> 
before we do that, we've got some bitching to do. We sure fucking do. Yeah. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? All right. Welcome to On The Stand. We're going to do something special this week, and we're going to have a, a nice theme. Yes. A th- an On The Stand themed wedding, engagements, anniversaries, whatever we want to bring to like the romantic relationship aspect of yes. On The Stand. And I'm sweet, gonna, I'm sweet gonna, matrimony. I'm going to pour some champagne. Can you hear Do you it? hear those bubbles? I don't know. I don't know if our audience. I heard it. I saw it, which is all that matters. (laughs) Honestly, I'm salivating when I, I like, I'm like a Pavlovian dog (laughs) right now. A champagne pour, I, I I get turned. Well, a a champagne popping. I'm like, what better sound is there in life? There are, there are no others. There isn't at all. All Okay, well, who just a ring popping out of a box? That's the only thing that's slightly better, or a little velvet box popping open. Yep. Yes. Um. Okay. So, who wants to go first from the stand? You want to go first? Oh my gosh, I've never been asked to go first. Literally, either Jack will be like, I'm going first, or Billy will be like, I, I, I'm going first. No, I make Billy go first sometimes because But he's I've so... never been asked to go first. Well, there's a first time for everything. Oh, holy shit. Okay, yes. So I have it on the stand, and um, I'm going to give a little caveat before I get into it. Okay. I want to say that I appreciate the tradition of weddings. And if you are traditional, this is not a dig at you. Okay. You know, this is for a more progressive approach. Um, and I understand even if you don't feel this way, doing it for a parent, okay. doing it for others, even if you don't think it's the best. So <laughs> I'm not judging you or condemning. And I know there are very sweet stories and I'll finish my caveats when I'm done explaining, but starting with that. So what I'm putting on the stand is are two aspects of the process of engagement through the actual Mm -hmm. wedding commencing. So asking the permission of the bride's father Mm -hmm. prior to proposing, I think it's, I'm putting that on the stand and I'm also putting on the stand, the giving away sort of aspect of the ceremony at the wedding. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm prosecuting those and uh, here's why. So the idea that, women are property, obviously sort of, I think rubs us the wrong way. I think it's a little antiquated. <laughs> a little. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. It's a little outdated. It's a little outdated. You know. Not to mention like women are in the workforce now. Yeah. In droves. Yeah. Uh, it's not like we're getting exchanged for dowries like we once yeah. were. It's not like the men, uh, the, the bride's family is always paying for the wedding anymore. Like, I don't think any of those things are happening on the reg. Yeah. Um, they may be happening in certain families. Again, like this is not a, a one size fits all on the stand prosecution of this. And I appreciate people have like elderly parents or a dad who this, this is something a dad always wanted to do or something that like was really important in a family tradition aspect. I understand doing that. And this is not a judgment of your decision to do that. That being said, if those, those constraints and variables don't exist for you, I think it's beautiful that aspects of, of weddings are changing and that like certain families, let's take Jack and Jared as an example. 
There was no question that Jack's dad, Bill, was going to say yes had Jared decided to ask permission. So sometimes you know it's fine, and I think it's beautiful to not have to ask permission. <laughs> but Jared did. Well, but Jared is very, well, like, yeah, yeah. he's different, and he knew Jared's the answer. Like, Jared's the, the difference is, is that he knew the answer. No, it's, no. Not, it's not just that difference. No, I'm going to stop you right there. It's not just that difference. Jared's a prince, and we all know this. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, even if he knew that... It's just a matter of like he he wanted to do because he is that kind of guy. He wanted yeah. to do that step. I think it's more here's I think here's the big difference is how the men in your life are viewing the women in their life. Yes. So both my dad and Jared like are like we my family's very progressive. Like my I'm so close with my parents. I'm obvious my parents are so close with Jared. And I think that he asked my dad out of like a respect yeah. kind of a thing. Because sure. he's like I need to, like, why wouldn't I do it? I'm not so headstrong in my view against doing it. But Jared also doesn't think of me as property. And we have a very balanced relationship. So I feel like that's why it worked with him doing, with him asking. Yes. And he knew the answer. Yeah. And he knew <laughs> so, the answer. So I think he wasn't the, nervous. Right. And I uh, think. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So let me take this from the dad point of view. Okay. Yeah. Because I have a, a particular perspective. Now, uh, my future son-in-law asked my daughter. Didn't ask me, but you know what? They were together since they were like 13 years old. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. And I also know that he's scared of me. So that, that's okay. You know so he I mean? probably did. If you're know listening, you I know yeah. I know his name. I'm not going to say it. Yes. But if you're listening yes. at blank, you know, you know the deal. Yes, exactly. So it's, I think but, it's but different it's, for it's, every, it's, per, every it's couple. It's different for every person. Also, Jared is so comfortable with your your family because your family like likes to kind of party a little bit in a sense <laughs> when it comes down to it. Your mom and dad are kind of like, no, they're down they party. They just do things. A lot they're of stuff just, together. Yeah. Well, they just, I just spend a lot of time with them and we're so close to them. And Jared is so close with them too. That like, it, it, it's just sort of like for, for Jared to ask your dad is almost like for him to ask a buddy, be like, Hey, you know what? I'm thinking about this. I see it as that because, like, that's what Bill's like. Yeah, well, in, in a sense, he also obviously it's a lot bigger, but it's just like it's that. I think it's also he just knew it would mean so much to my dad, and it would be like such a big moment for both of them. And like I said, I think it comes down to like how you view view women. Yeah, like yeah. that's it. Totally. And it's just and my. But we've also like talked about getting married like with my parents so many different times, so it's not coming out of left field. Where I feel like he back the in the answer. day, maybe it would because you weren't spending no, well, because, it, was because it was a lot more business. No, because Bill would have been like, Bill would have been like, well, I have four cows. Yeah. Well, is that and, enough? Uh, are you going to? What have, about for your, you the stature in the community? Yeah, I'm not yes. sure. My fourth cow is like I, I could do better <laughs> than you. Exactly. But that all being said, so again, we we mentioned how like you two are in a normal situation. Billy, you're not a fucking psycho control freak who's trying to ruin your daughter's life, <laughs> and Bill is not a psycho control freak trying to ruin your life. That being said, I mean, if you think about how many people and crimes we've covered in the first degree, how many people crimes we've covered. In true crime and other podcasts you all yeah. listen to and shows, most of them are dads. Yeah. So it's like the idea that we're asking permission to this arbitrary force, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I take issue with it as a general rule. Yes. Certainly, like, there are carve-outs. I, I understand. Certainly, no, there good. are carve-outs. But there are, like, lots of dads, lots of people who commit crimes. I don't have the stats in front of me because it's pretty arbitrary. But 
probably many are dads. And it's like, we just can't, I hear you. we can't give patriarchal figures even in no. families like the defining word because daughters could be trying to escape their families yes exactly yeah. I'm, I'm voting right now guilty <laughs> boom guilty guilty i i vote guilty as a overarching idea mm-hmm. there are carve outs where but there is an exception for every role yes and i think again everyone <laughs> like a really romantic boyfriend. i don't want any mean messages being like my dad was ill and it was his defining moment as a father. <laughs> I know the car- there are carve outs. If you have a, yeah, a lovely yeah, dad, yes. a lovely fiance and they have a good relationship and you have a good relationship with all involved. I don't want to hear it. I'm just saying for those more outliers, like mm-hmm. I don't think as a general rule, we should be relying on yes. true. And also Jack, Jared wasn't, Jared wasn't even asking for true permission. No. It, it, he knew the answer. Yes. It was a, it was a symbolic ceremonial sort of symbolic, thing. Symbolic, yes. Because yes, Jared was absolutely. going to like, listen, dude, but like, I'm, I'm going to marry her seeking, anyway I want. Yeah, if, we're seeking it, if we're seeking true permission, that's what I take issue with. Totally, Because totally. we are the, yes. uh, our own wind, wind bearers, if you're a friend listener, yeah. like wow. friend watcher. We're okay. our own wind bearers. Wind makers? I love that. I don't know. Fucking, right. Look, fucking Roll it. with it. Okay, all right, all right. So, okay, all right. So, um, I'm gonna go. Not guilty. No, oh, no. guilty. Uh, guilty. Yes. Yo, guilt, guilty. Yes. We're, we're Javel, yes. gavel. Jared. Gavel. Well, here's the thing. I have two now, and you can tell me which one you think I should do. Do both. Let's do both. You're the bride. <laughs> do both. It's a special well, yes, episode. You were, yes. Well, you just inspired me um, about putting. Uh, how do I even word this? Like, uh, uh, men proposing to women. Without having a conversation about it uh, or without them knowing. Uh-huh. I don't know how to put that into like a smaller thing that we can fit on an Instagram story. But when we're talking about like outdated, arbitrary kind of things well, that are happening yes. in the wedding sphere, I think not talking about a long term relationship with your partner and not knowing if somebody's going to propose to you or and not. And popping that, yes. And popping the question out of true no, surprise. So, no, before, sorry, Billy, yeah, okay, can, may sorry. I? Yeah, yeah, go. We talked about it, I think, maybe in last week's episode of First Degree when we talked about love bombing, when we talked yes. about how things in a relationship occur without proper pacing. Yeah. Um, I think surprise anything in a relationship without proper pacing. Is bad. Yeah, I yes. think it's really like unnerving for but, the, the receiver, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I would say like an unexpected engage like proposal is sort of a risk and probably will destroy the relationship if the person's not on the same page. Well, you- it's the same thing as like the asking the dad. It's like if you are unsure about what the answer is going to be, or like maybe it's up in the air, probably not a good idea. Like yeah. for even if it's like a yes at the end of the day, it's like you don't want to not know and it shouldn't be your moment to be like, I'm going to throw them off guard and just like see what happens. You, see, th- you see that sometimes at uh, sporting events. So a guy yeah. will, will ask a, a gal to marry him, you know, and then he's like, he's got the cameras on him and everything like that. And she's like, sometimes she's just like, yeah, we didn't talk about this. What the hell are you doing? And it's like, are you just putting, doing this in public to throw somebody off to make them say yes? Yeah, there, there's that. Or also, are you doing this in public to like force her to like really, really like that team and get season tickets? So like, this will be your life because you love that fucking <laughs> You're going to get a hookup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think it's the same thing where it's just like, it should never... 
the idea that getting engaged should just be the man's decision and the man should be the one that like gets the final say. I know the man doesn't because the woman has to say yes or no, but now you're pressuring the woman into saying yes or no. And I just think it should be a communicated issue and you should both be on the same page before it happens. It should just be like, uh, you're doing it because like, cause you're, cause you're You're on the same page. Yeah. So, okay. Based on what you said about sporting events, events, Billy, have you guys seen the documentary unhung hero? No. no. Have you heard about it? Like so it's basically, so it's no, even worse. So it's basically, it starts with this guy proposing at a sporting event. It's he's on the jumbotron. He proposes and she says, no. And he goes to find out that she said no, because he has a tiny, tiny dick <gasps> and it's oh called God. unhung hero. And it's his whole thing about like, he made a movie about this, this whole thing. Cause he's a comedian and he then eventually like interviews her, but it's his whole journey through this this oh like God. rejected engagement, uh, and he turned it into a positive. But mm-hmm. he, but I guarantee he didn't have that conversation beforehand. No, no, <sighs> and there's nothing worse than someone says no on a jumbotron. You're and not it, coming back from there. But then yeah. also, and in addition to that too, it's like. Um, a woman, like a man just deciding to try to pick out a ring for a woman too. It's like, <laughs> men are so right. fucking ask, dumb. Guys, ask the best friend or ask the fe- the future fiance directly. Like ask the best friend, like don't go out on your own. Women are picky and fickle creatures. Don't take this upon yourself to get creative in this one decision, no, this because expensive decision. This expensive decision that like, they're saying yes or no once they see the ring. Yeah. So like, you don't want it to be bad. No, I knew exactly what my ring was going to be, except for it ended up a little bit bigger, which I was like, mm. yeah, Jer. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jared. Okay. Anyways, Billy, what is your, oh wait, we're not, we have your put, second one. Oh, my second one was just going to be cash bars at a wedding. All right. Oh no, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, which no. I think that everybody no, that, agrees. No, 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 no. That's not even a, that's <laughs> I'd rather not even have a, th- a dry no, wedding. No, honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Cause it's tacky. Mistrial. Mistrial. <laughs> we're good. No, every, I mean, the only thing that anybody <laughs> gives a shit about at a wedding is getting wasted. So you better have that open mm-hmm. bar. Truly like skip the food. Yeah, y'all just want to get drunk. All right, so they can, like they can get McDonald's on the way there. Right, single bridesmaids and groomsmen are trying to fuck. They don't yeah. want to eat. Like honestly, like no, no, no. Don't put your money there and yeah. not into flowers, not into food, not into no. a dress. That's all people care about. That's right. Yes, exactly. The only nobody cares about your fucking napkins. Nope, at all. People nope. care about taking shots. Yep. Yes. All right. So my thing is the idea, the concept of destination weddings. Okay. Mm. It's a financial commitment, mm-hmm. but it is it is sort of like this person has a a vision for what they want their best day of their life to be. Right, holy matrimony, holy matrimony, truly under the eye of God. That's right. <laughs> and then they want their favorite people to be there, so. Even if it's in Bora Bora, whatever, there's a Ooh, lot of money Bora. to be spent. Not a terrible idea, by the way. There's a lot of money to be spent, but I get it. What do you guys think? I mean, I'll probably have a destination wedding. But when we were talking about weddings back in the day, I was like, I want to get married in Thailand. I was like, and it'll be a destination, and then it'll really cut down who's going to end up coming, and it'll be great. But I think now what we're going to do is probably do something in Mexico because it's like it's destination enough. It's close enough. It's cheaper for people to get to. Mm -hmm. You can have more people there that you actually give a shit about. And it's doable. It's It's doable. You know, Bali is like America's a a whole Indonesia is like a a 
24-hour travel. It's not great. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's yeah, hard yeah. for people who can get four days off can still go to Mexico. Yeah. And if with enough, enough notice, people can do it. Yeah, you're going to end up spending four days traveling to the other side mm-hmm. of the world. Yeah. All right, so what you're saying is that destination weddings, as long as it's within this hemisphere. No, I could do a desti- I would go to a, de- a destination wedding farther away. I think if you're given enough, given enough time, you can turn it into a vacation. I'm fortunate enough that I have a job that I could take time off, mm-hmm. but not everybody can. But I think that if you do a destination wedding, you probably shouldn't ask for wedding gifts. Yeah. Because the gift that, is that, people paying to be there. That's yeah. interesting. Yes. As opposed to like being you know, in an Italian family where, like, you're waiting for those envelopes with the cash in them. Yeah. That's what you want. Which is also fucking weird. And very niche. <laughs> I don't think that's many families. <laughs> all right. For, I would for, love a lot of cash for, for as a all, gift. For all People my, give checks. For all my New York Italians out there, yes. that's That was a fucking thing. I think thing. Greeks do it, too. Greeks also do it. Yep. I think I am half Greek. I, I think <laughs> me ready, too. I'm ready, me too. ready for my wad of cash. It's our one, it's our one line, family line yes. that we share. No, I think lots of cultures do it, uh, but they can also get stolen. Yeah, a little something for you. Working uh, crime. No, well, you know what though? That's why you uh you have an enforcer there. <laughs> All right. Anyways, anyways. Uh, guilty or not guilty? Uh, we gotta not, do not two. Guilty, not first guilty. one. Um not guilty. No, not the first guilty. destination weddings. No, the first one. Of what? Your two. This was Billy's. Oh. <laughs> not Sorry. guilty. Uh, not guilty. Not yes. guilty. Let's go to the beach. Let's go Off to we the go. beach. Yes. Destined for destinations. All right. Well, when we come back, uh, it's time for some non-true crime rewind. Yeah, because uh, we're going to get into it. Ooh. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways, and with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then sentences, and before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first-degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next 
next month. That's code DEGREE50 at factorymeals.com slash DEGREE50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer, and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. Yeah, it's rewind time. Hello, everyone. To True Crime Rewind, we are not going to be rewinding. Actually, we're going to rewind a little bit. We're rewinding a couple. Days. We're rewinding days. a couple days to a magical moment. <laughs> it was a moment that that Los Angeles, which kind of has no soul, suddenly got this huge like pulse of energy and warmth <laughs> when this happened. And it was out of the Fonda Theater, and then it just like spread out all across over Hollywood, over downtown LA, across the valley. And it was when Jared went on bended knee. <laughs> after a beautiful speech. After, after a beautiful speech and proposed to Jack Vanek. Wow. That was so poetic. Thank you so much. I guess we're gonna be we're gonna have a little chat about the proposal. Alexis was there. Oh God! And it sure was. I think what was so funny is I came over today, and the first thing you said is, "Let me look at your ring," because I was way too drunk to even remember <laughs> what it looked like. Okay, here's the problem with all of this. So the day started very early. I remember Jack was like, "I will be at your house by five. and I was like, "She's lying. She'll be over by six. You were over at like five thirty. So I was yeah. like, "Okay." Cool. I got 10 bottles of champagne probably. So we just started. It just started. And then friends started coming over. And then Jack's family came over. And the bottles of champagne went. Okay. okay so time out because Alexis knew Alexis that this knew. was happening. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? And Alexis had been working with, with Jared. So this was a thing that Alexis, you all know. Of, all of my friends all, knew. All of the friends knew that this was actually I happening. I knew first. I knew first. <laughs> yes. Alexis knew first. No, I truly did. Jack. Yeah, yeah. Jack. <laughs> Told me her suspicions when you were in Las Vegas. I knew first. Yeah, Jack knew first. <laughs> Listen, I knew second. We know Jack's gonna fucking know any, anything. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I can pick up on like the yeah, tiniest, yes. tiniest. But clue. when me and Jack were sharing a room in Vegas for our friends' bachelorette party, hi Anna, who's getting married in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. um, we talked about it, and then I texted Jared. I was like, Jared, you let me know if you need help, and he was like confirmed mm-hmm. her suspicions, which I didn't tell him you suspected, obviously, yeah. and. Um, yeah, I knew, and I was like laying the groundwork. That being said, we started drinking champagne at like, who am I kidding? I had a drink when I got ready for you guys to come over at like four o'clock. So then, 
10 bottles of champagne probably we went through and then your family came over and we were out of booze. I'm like, how are we out of alcohol? Well, and it was so funny because I mean, <laughs> my suspicions were confirmed the more and more people that ended up being like, my like I'm coming, here. I'm coming. And Jared's like, we can have anybody we, we want on the guest list. I was like, this is not normal because usually you only get like 10 people for a guest list. How come everybody can like bring five friends with them? So and what, why are my aunt and uncle coming so, to the show? Right, so when, and why are your parents coming from Phoenix? Yeah. So, so when did you know, like, when did you be like, okay, this is it um, knew before? Well, I knew before I pick up on clues very easily. So I just like had, I had an idea weeks before because Jared, well, I'll go back. I mentioned it once to my mom that I was like, it would be so funny. Like if Jared proposed on stage, like what a full circle moment for our story. And then I believe that she relayed the info. And the thing oh, is, Oh, oh, you're really, but the thing is with Jared is, um, I plan every single thing that we do because I'm very particular with what I want. I, he knows that like, if he tries to do something and it's not right, like I, I just need to plan everything. That's how I am. I like to be in control. So I'm like the only only possible situation we could be in that's like a little bit out of his comfort zone is in his world mm. and his world is on in, stage is on stage so i just like as like little clues ended up coming in i'm like okay i think it's gonna happen i think it's gonna happen i knew he had the ring we went and picked out the ring him like together yeah oh you did oh, i didn't even know that okay yeah. All right. why would you <laughs> you're not a lady of the night <laughs> Lady of friendship. How dare you? How dare you assume you I am am a lady of the How would you know? How would you know? No, we went and looked at diamonds together. And then I was like, okay, now you, you can do what you want to do. I'm going to leave it up to you. I told you what band I want and what diamond I wanted. I was like, make it very clear. Fuse them together and let me know when it's done. But do what you want to do, but... Yeah. Out, not outside the parameters <laughs> I've given you. No, 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 no. Do it out of one of these. But, um, yeah, so I had an idea. But the thing is, I thought it was happening at the show. But then he ended up proposing at the very, very, very end of the show. Yeah, so they're, we were so all they're, blocked out. So they're, play, they're playing song after song after song. Which is so funny because Jared was literally, like, shitting his pants the entire time. And he's like, muscle memory is an amazing thing. Because his mind was, like, freaking the fuck out during the entire show. I, I can confirm. I tried to make him eat something at my house. I was like, you want a nugget? He's like, I'm never eating. <laughs> like, no. I was like, what do you want? He's like, nothing. And Jared would never turn down a nugget. Or, like, I was like, have a Big Mac. Have a snack. Have a fry. He's like, I'm good. I'm like, something's up. Yeah. I knew what was up, but I was like, oh, he's got nerves. I was no. like, yeah. He was freaking out. So by the time it happened, it was like at the end of the show. And as the time was going on, I was like, oh, maybe it's not going to happen at the show. That's kind of weird. I wonder when it will happen. And then Curveball. I kind of just gave up on the fact of it happening because we were all sitting up in a balcony and they were on stage like a hundred feet away. So I was like, how would I ever mm, figure out But he out gave my... you reasonable doubt. This is, but he did good because oh, good. the fact yeah. that you even questioned it is amazing. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's not happening. I guess I'll just keep drinking. And then by the time it <laughs> happened, I was like pretty drunk and I just like turned into like a puddle of mush once like mm. he got me up there. Because it's also emotionally overwhelming to have the man you love on the knee in front of Several people, the crowd, Several. Of, the crowd, yeah, of the who is there to see the main, and they were all so excited because they're like they're obviously fans of the main if they're there, yeah, obviously. Um, 
obviously. And then also to, to witness this moment, I'm sure was super exciting for them. Yeah, I know. And you're, you're like that energy transfers very fluidly, you know, Mm -hmm. like energy is shared in those moments. And I think you are such a sensitive person that I think like you're overwhelmed. I don't even think you know where that came from, but I think it's all this energy, like his family, your family, your friends, all these fucking thousand strangers. Yeah. Um, and then the attention, which you're not, it's, you're not a specialty, uh, being up on the stage and just, and just the excitement, like you love Jared. So I think all that together, plus the alcohol, equated to like a panic <laughs> plus, attack. Plus the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I had a full blown uh, meltdown. Well, it was so funny because I'm watching, rewatching the videos because obviously I feel like anybody blacks out during an engagement. Like he blacked out, I blacked out. So no one knows what happened. No. Because you're too, like, you're, you're having your fight or flight thing, but you're like, yes. Uh, not either. Yeah. Like, freeze yeah okay so then your your memory wipes so i froze but it was so funny he's like jacqueline can you like come on stage i literally come and i stand in the very corner like behind the drum riser and he's like come on out like you can come a little bit further and then i took like two more steps and then like stepped back and then stepped back and i was like in the corner of the stage like i didn't know what to do and i was sending the video to my friend bryn who wasn't there because she lives in New York and I love her. Oh, she doesn't listen does she um i don't know but she was like i've never seen you so shy before like I'm not a shy person at all. And I'm also like, I am actually really good on stage. Yeah. Like we do live shows for lady gang, like all the time we'll do some for first degree. Like I really don't get nervous on stage or public speaking. And I was just like, I didn't know what to do. And then when he got down on the knee and he is like holding the ring up, I was literally shaking my head. No, like I was just like in disbelief, like going like this. And he's like, is that yeah. a yes? Like, is it a yes? Did he ask? Yes, but I never, I literally like never shook my head. I was shaking my head. No, because I was just like out. Like, I was like, oh my God. I was so out of my fucking mind. It was just so funny. And I like watched it back. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, it was great. I love watching it. I've watched it several times (laughs) and I was there. He was so cute and silly and like simple. And it was, I think it was so good for the occasion that it was in. Like he did really well and he's just like the biggest sweetheart. And during my panic attack that I had after the show, he was so calm, so comforting, like the biggest sweetie pie in the entire world. Cause he knows it's not about him. I mean, I think emotions are so complicated. Like it was residual fucking shock from like the attention and the energy. Yeah. It's obviously not about you guys. You guys have the most like solid relationship. So Jared, you are the trusty seed of trusty yes. seeds. He really did it. And he's, he's the best. We love, we so love you, Jared. Oh, so he's we love here, you, Jared. But he's actually home working for the first degree today. Yes. So. That's the spirit. <laughs> yes, Jared. Keep on going, you workhorse. He's on the clock. But I just wanted to give everybody a little update because I've gotten so much love on Instagram and a bunch of people have been asking like in the Facebook group and stuff. So I wanted to give everybody an update that, yeah. You're engaged. Engaged engaged lady. A taken woman. Yes. You sure fucking are. Yep. So Uh, I think that that was a good wrap up, right? uh, Gorgeous. That that was a great true crime rewind. I love you guys so much. Great true crime rewind. All right. Well. And by by the way. What? While you were doing that, I did Google if there was any murders at the uh, the Fonda, mm. which is where, which is where that happened. Are there? No, I didn't find anything. <sighs> <yet>. <laughs> ah, squeaky clean I try, establishment, I tr- I everyone. <laughs> well, good thing that there wasn't one there on Thursday. Actually, guys, I, hashtag I, not nad. Yeah. Not nad, but can be. <laughs> so <laughs> we are going to hear from you people now. About the worst things that you've ever done. Yes, just because Jack's engaged doesn't mean you're not bad people. No, no, because so, right. we know you're all bad people. 
slash good people. Mm, the way I can spin it, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I can always find a glass half full yes. approach. Worsty Firsties is coming up next. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Friends, just because Jack's engaged doesn't mean all is right in the world (laughs) because we got to balance it out. Yeah. Honestly, like we need to neutralize her joy somehow. We can't just live in this. It's a, it's a little, it's a little gross at the end of the day. So we need (sighs) to, we need to find something that will, no, this is a great neutralizer. Yes. As happy as we are for Jack and she will have, the matrimony of matrimonies. Yeah, I'm blinding in the glow right now. I also want to say this destination wedding in Mexico, I may or may not be the officiant, mm-hmm. but I'm just throwing that out there. Um, that being said, we have to do something to tear my joy down. Tear it down. And we're here for this. So without further ado, here's our first worsty firsty. <laughs> okay, side note, actually, before we start, I want to remind you all that a few episodes back, I in- implored... Uh, somebody who called in and whose message was cut off to call us back. Yes. And I gave some clues. I said like fish. Uh, I can't remember what other th- clues I gave. Egging but a house. Or egging a house. house toilet paper like house. house. And I was like, please, please, please call back because your message got cut off. So she found me on Instagram and she sent me a voice memo of the entire thing. <laughs> so here is that. And I'm so happy that she found us because this is turning yes. into a two-way medium. You yes. know, uh, this is what we wanted. So here she is. Hi, Jack, Alexis, and Billy. I'm so sorry that I left you guys uh, with such a cliffhanger when my message got cut off a few weeks ago, but I'm thankful that you guys mentioned it on the podcast last week so that I could call back. And thanks to Alexis for figuring out an easier way for me to get this kind of long story to you guys. I'm going to try and be as concise as possible. So a little background. Um, I grew up in what I consider a religiously abusive household, which meant a lot of forgiving and forgetting. And for my mom, that meant forgiving and forgetting her stepdad, who was my grandfather, um, for sexually abusing her, which um, really was unfortunate because then he sexually abused me. <laughs> um I don't mean to make light of that. It's a defense mechanism. Uh, (laughs) So I've done a lot of healing. It's been really hard. um, And I had to cut off my family because they're very toxic. And um, so the only person I really have a relationship with is my sister and an aunt. Um, So I 
was really sad uh, about four years after I cut my parents off to find out that my really amazing great uncle passed away. Um, He was like the joy of family reunions. He would pull quarters out of our ears. He was so kind and loving. He had a pool in his backyard and he made really funny jokes. And I just couldn't get enough of him. He was so incredible, an amazing human. So when he passed away, um, I realized that going to his funeral was going to mean facing my family. Um, And I thought, you know, I feel like I'm in a good place. I had a lot of therapy, (laughs) Um, have a great supportive partner. Um, And I knew my sister would be there. So I um, decided to hop on a plane by myself and go and fly into Peoria, Illinois um, to go to this funeral. And when I got there, my aunt called me and said, hey, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but we found out that Don, the abuser, is going to show up at the funeral. And I think largely to cause trouble um, because that's the kind of toxic I'm talking about. So um, I called my partner and he, cause I was like, I, there's no way I can handle that um, by myself. So my partner jumped on an airplane with our two month old baby and flew in to be with me. Um, and we went to this funeral and it sucked. <laughs> uh, he, my abuser tried to talk to me. My parents tried to talk to me. Um, yeah, it was tough. We got through it and, um, we were at the, and then my great aunt begged me to come to the funeral reception, um, where we were all having like dinner together and it was good. We told stories and looked at pictures and that was really nice. Um, uh, but then, you know, and obviously there's drinks. (laughs) So me and my sister are drinking quite a bit to get through this. My partner stays sober because he's like, somebody has to drive um, and take care of the baby. Uh, (laughs) So um, we are pretty tipsy. It's towards the end of the funeral. And Joy tells me how rude my abuser was to her at the funeral. I'm recapping how he was towards me. And we just get angry, which is ragey angry. So my sister goes, you know what I've always wanted to do? I've always wanted to spray paint his house with red spray paint. And I wanted to spray paint pedophile across the front of his house and I was like wow that's amazing we should do that <laughs> holy shit so this is pretty riveting um <laughs> we needed we needed to stop and we take an intermission, intermission and yes. really chat about our thoughts so far what do you all think because I'm listening to her and first of all I'm not going to give your name away caller I know your first name and I would be saying it and I love and respect you because we we had to go through some hurdles to find each other mm-hmm. to, yeah. to share your story. And I am just like in awe of your strength. The fact that you yes. have a partner after that kind of emotional tribulation is incredible. Well, your also, mother. Also your partner, like how lucky that you found such a supportive, amazing partner that literally dropped everything, just jumped on a plane with your newborn yes. child and is like, I'm going to fucking be there for you. I'm going to be your DD because you've got to drink through this. Like not only mm-hmm. that, like you are like now a parent and you seem to be like of sound mind, like you have done you you did the hard boundary which is cutting off family which so 
people, so, so few people right. have yeah, the strength yeah, to yeah. do because yeah. everyone's programmed to think that like family equals obligation. It's not like if they're unhealthy, you can, you can say goodbye, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, um, those you're teaching people really amazing lessons with, with the sharing that you're doing. Yeah. And truly, uh, the idea of hypothetically spray painting onto someone's home what you could do as far as vandalism is concerned could never equate to what was done to you. So like, no, no, I no. love that you, this is like sort of just like petty, the, the, the retaliation mm. in a Yeah. But it's in it, a, in a yeah, way that's yeah, like, yeah. you still feel bad about it. You know, no, like, she felt so bad that she couldn't do it. And right. to be honest, every fucking pedophile should have pedophile spray painted across their house. That's right. Like that should just be part of the whole no. thing. A- uh-huh. a- yeah. Every sex offender registry, like it should be like, oh, you're buying this house. We need to have a city crew come and spray and, paint and, and paint this like, oh, it's like, and then these guys are like, oh, we got another one. Or it's like, and then they have to paint fucking pedophile. No, it That's should right. be, it should be a fucking given. hundred yeah. percent. So, so we just wanted to. Interject, but the rest of your story is a come in. And then, uh, and so we started planning. I mean, because we're drunk, you know, we're like, yeah, we can totally do that. And my husband was like, listen, I support your need for revenge, but do you think maybe we shouldn't commit a felony or like go that far? He's like, let's scale it back. So we settle on egging. So we're like, we're going to do the pettiest, most high school thing. And we're going to drive to his house and we're going to egg it. But we realize we have to like tell some, you know, some people where we're going. So we make up an excuse that we've got to go to steak and shake. And I know you guys will understand because when you need, when you have that special someplace that you go to get something delicious, it's, it's really important and you'll leave a reception for it. So we say we go, we're going to steak and shake. We've got to get a milkshake. Um, and we head out and we go instead to a large chain grocery store which i will not name (laughs) and we go to get eggs but while we're in there we walk past the fish section and it smelled horrendous it was like the worst smelling fish section i've ever been in and that's when inspiration hit and i realized that we should really take it up a level beyond eggs but still below spray paint and so we bought every single last disgusting tilapia filet that they had and drove to my abuser's home (laughs) with my two month old sneezing in his car seat and my partner in the driver's seat, ready to get us out of there. (laughs) Me and my sister take three dozen eggs. I think it was three dozen eggs. Um, and all these fish fillets (laughs) that smell so bad. It was like stunk up our car. And, um, we just start unleashing and sort of throwing these eggs and throwing these eggs and it's a mess on the front of their house, it's on their door, it's on their windows. And then we start throwing the fish fillets and um, we were just like throwing it in the bushes. And I was like really hoping like raccoons would come and make a lot of noise and stuff. And then I realized we could take it up even more levels <laughs> and throw the fish fillets on their roof. Cause you know, he's 80 years old. He's not going to climb up on that roof, but he's not going to realize it's up there. Right. So we throw a bunch on the roof. It's like in their gutter And then I think I was putting one in the mailbox when my husband was like, it is time to go (laughs) get in the car right now. We got to call it. So my sister threw one last hard throw and there was a split second when the egg hit the window. It looked like the whole window was going to shatter. It like bent and shook and we froze. And as soon as we realized it didn't crack, we jumped in the car and sped out of there. Highly recommend. It was very healing. I loved it. 
Um, however, a few days later, my aunt, who I still had a relationship with and loved a lot, um, called to say, yeah, we, uh, we went by their house and, um, it's really weird. They got egged the night of the funeral. (laughs) And I was like, weird. Uh, I can't believe that happened, but I'm also not that upset about it. And she's like, yeah, well, I had to, we had to scrub egg off of their, um, door and windows and stuff. And I was like, wow, that's, that's too bad. I'm sorry you had to do that. And while I felt really guilty that they had to clean it up, I realized she didn't mention the fish. (laughs) So we can only assume that the fish, it was March. It was like cold, had probably frozen overnight and they didn't smell it when they were cleaning up the next day. (laughs) So it must've just sat there. Um, (laughs) And we, uh, we even went after we threw the fish, we went to establish our alibi and bought steak and shake fry seasoning <laughs> so that we like had proof of where we went. And I told my aunt, I was like, that's so strange. Like, I don't know, but Hey, I'm cooking with that steak and shake seasoning that I got the other night. And I'm so excited. <laughs> um, and just tried to like double down on my alibi. Um, I think she knew, but I'm really glad that she didn't find the fish. And I really hope that it ruined their springtime. I hope while well, they were gardening in their garden and being awful people that they just were baffled by this horrible stench coming from their home. I hope raccoons drove them crazy all night. And, um, yeah, I don't feel bad. And I, I refuse to say otherwise highly recommend egg your abusers homes. Feels great. (laughs) Um, also thanks for giving us a space to share this stuff. I, um, have never publicly spoken about my abuse like this and it feels really good. And I'm, thankful that I have great firsties to listen to it and to commiserate with me. So, um, thanks again, guys. Love the podcast. Keep it up. Honestly, for me, I'm at a roller coaster of emotions. I know. Oh my gosh. Um, I hate that you even had a fucking abuser. I love your process though. It's like, you still have what, what I love about this is that you still have empathy for people connected to this and you're a better person than the people who raised you, yeah. you know, because um, people can go one of two ways when they're abused. They can turn into terrible people or they or they become overly empathetic where they feel everyone's shit. Yeah. And immediately when you had an aunt that was connected to this outside of the abuse, you're just like, oh, my God, I felt guilty. It's like, but this isn't your space to feel guilty. No. Truly, like you have already taken enough of the brunt of the the sort of emotional aspects of this. And I, I love for you that um, you did this very benign thing, but it was an act of rebellion against what was done to you. Yeah. And I think that um, if, again, you think this is the worst thing that you've ever done, um, it's definitely not the worst thing you've, I mean, there's so many people that have done so many worse, Yeah, even like victimless sort of crimes. But like, I, I'm glad that it gave you some sort of a release and it made you feel a sense of power in the whole situation. And the uh, fish that, you know, thought in the thought out is yeah, the yes. gift that keeps on giving. That so now, now, it is. Th- this might have been the most perfect call. Uh, yeah. Th- this was the most perfect fucking uh, message that we've gotten from the Worsty Firsties because it had the long game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She, she did everything right. And I'm sorry this happened to you, yeah. but... 
you took control of it and you're, you're in control. Right Not only that, you have a bomb partner who was like, I will drive y- yes, the getaway yep, car. Yep. yep. Our baby's in the back because this is fucking retribution. He's literally ride or die. I love it so much. Me too. And I, I love like that you found a partner who sees you, knows your truth, understands you and also knows the limits. Like yeah. when it, Hey, we almost broke a window. Like, He's also not worth giving any more to, meaning fines or charges. Or, or like actually getting in legal trouble. Right. Like it's not worth He should it. be getting in legal trouble, not you. Exactly. So it's like your partner also was like, yeah, this is mischief, but we don't want to we don't want to press too hard no. and get ourselves in trouble for something this piece of shit did. No. So no, I awesome. am so proud of you. Yes. Um, and also thank you so much for the kind words at the Seriously, end of your message. Yes. Like that made us all emotional. Listening no, we were all to. like choked mm-hmm. up. Um, Some, and sometimes I think like the three of us, we just see each other all the time and we don't, yeah. Sometimes we don't realize the community that we've built of people that are there for each other and supporting mm-hmm. each other through heavy shit like this. Very. So we're so happy that we gave you the space to, space to speak. And I hope that you found people through listening to the podcast and the community that you can connect with. Yeah. And we're fucking here for you. Like we are here for you and we are again, like we will support anyone who calls in Yes, because you know what? Even if what you did, what you did is not a nightmare. What you did was well-deserved. Yeah. Yes. Um, Unless somebody calls in and says, I murdered somebody. Yeah, of course. Alexis Um, would somehow find the light. It just depends. It just depends. (laughs) It it depends on, did they kill someone you loved? I mean, I will find a, are you prepared to go to jail? Like, because that is the truth. Like, some people are, anyways, don't distract from the kind (laughs) situation that's happening. That being said, like... There's always a story behind a crime. There's always mm-hmm. a, a compelling uh, variable. There's a reason people why are and who they are. Yeah. And there's a reason why they commit crimes. Mm-hmm. And I think exploring the back end of that is so important and uh, will help transform our criminal justice system. I think mitigating factors are real. Yeah. That being said, what you did was not a crime. And uh, we love you and support you. And this is. Thank you for sharing your story. Li- with yeah, us. for sure. We love you. All right. Well, now we're really getting let off into the night with a stanza of sorts. Okay. So this was impromptu. So you're going to have to um, forgive me. Uh, This poem poem is called The Wedding That Almost Was. Mm. Okay. Mm. And obviously you guys know it's called the Costanza stanza. Yeah. Um, I've experimented previously with other characters. Yeah. <laughs> um, this happened to work, but here we go. Uh, it's a short poem, but I think it hits the point home. Mm-hmm. Okay. As, as Seinfeld is concerned. The wedding that almost was. It never happened, and that's because. Susan died, and George lied. Not surprising, because that's what he does. George pretended to grieve, and he was believed. It's not fair but it was what it was. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. Right? Amazing. I mean, I don't know. Billy is not reactive. I mean, did he, did he really lie? He's I lied mean, the whole time. He didn't want to get married yeah. and he lied the entire time. Yes. But you know, Susan died and George lied and he lied pretending to grieve when he didn't care. Mm. Remember when he was meeting with Susan's trustee foundation? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that is true. Like, yeah, no, yes. Susan died and George lied. Yes. Not surprising because that's what he does. Yes. George pretended to grieve and he was believed. It's not fair because that's what it was. Okay. No, that, I mean, th- no, okay. All right. All right. Stop Billy's it. Billy's trying stop to it. poke holes in stop my it. poem. Get your, 
Get your hands off my throat, Alexa. Stop it. Mm, I am not even near him. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you, Jacqueline. It was an ode to her anyway. Yes. Yeah, not to you. Goodbye, Goodbye. everyone. <laughs> Happy so matrimonial world. bliss to you all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.